Welcome back to the Corium Podcast. I'm Brian Gilberti, and in this episode, we're going to talk about acute decompensated heart failure. Few shifts will go by without a patient presenting for signs and symptoms due to heart failure. This disease has become so common that it easily muscles its way into our core curriculum. Though the pillars of treatment have not changed much since the Nixon administration, some diagnostics are becoming more and more useful in helping the emergency physician accurately diagnose this disease at any point within its spectrum of pathology. Let's back up and talk about the definition of acute decompensated heart failure. This is a problem of cardiac output, whether it's due to impaired ventricular filling or decreased ejection, and classically split into two categories, heart failure with reduced EF, an EF less than 40%, and heart failure with preserved EF, an EF greater than 50%. Detecting this disease is important because there's data suggesting that missing this diagnosis may lead to increased mortality. The history and exam are going to play a large role in making this diagnosis. There's going to be nothing that rules in or rules out, and the emergency physician's gestalt is of high value here. A comprehensive list from a review in 2005 of diagnostically useful components of the history and exam are listed in the show notes. Most notable among these, those with high positive likelihood ratios were having a history of congestive heart failure, complaints of paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, orthopnea, and dyspnea on exertion. On exam, that elusive S3 had a positive likelihood ratio of 11, which was trailed by JVD and Rawls, and lower extremity edema after that. An EKG is a critical step in evaluating the dysmic patient as we want to ensure that there is an evidence of occlusive myocardial infarction. This is also useful because it is unlikely to have heart failure due to left ventricular systolic dysfunction and have a normal EKG, with a normal EKG having a negative predictive value of 98%. A chest x-ray is an easy test to obtain and uniformly a part of workups in these patients, and it gives us much information including cardiomegaly and evidence of congestion but be mindful that almost 20% of patients will not have evidence of congestion on radiographs. Point-of-care ultrasound is an incredibly useful test for evaluating for cardiogenic pulmonary edema. In this, we look for three or more beelines in each field when placing the probe anteriorly, laterally, and posteriorly. And photos of this are going to be in the show notes, along with a link to the study for the BLUE protocol, which helped establish its diagnostic utility, though this was in an ICU population. And while you have the probe out, you can also take a look at the IVC looking for distension as this would also suggest that the patient's dyspnea is due to heart failure. BNP is a neurohormone secreted by mostly the ventricles in response to volume expansion. And this test, BNP and pro-BNP, have been inching their way into the workup for acute decompensated heart failure. Though this is less established, it should be seen as an ancillary measurement that contributes to the constellation of data points when the diagnosis is less clear. Many factors may lead to an elevated BNP, notably age and weight, and this should be considered when ordering this test. That being said, a normal BNP or pro-BNP has a high negative predictive value in this disease. In other words, it is highly unlikely to have dyspnea secondary to heart failure if these values are normal. Let's talk about management. There's nothing new in this section aside from a growing recognition that symptoms are not universally due to fluid overload, it may be due to redistribution of fluid. In the acutely dysmic patient with significant work of breathing and or hypoxia, we should consider non-invasive positive pressure ventilation. CPAP or BiPAP can be used here, and the choice of one over the other may mainly be dependent on which the patient tolerates best. Nitroglycerin is another pillar of treatment, and in the acutely dysmic hypertensive patient, nitroglycerin can lead to rapid symptomatic improvement. A drip is commonly reached for because this medication should be titrated. 
though 0.4 sublingual nitros can be given to the patient while you wait for access to be obtained. There is no starting dose that has been shown to be superior here, though you can use a recommendation of 0.5 mg per kg per minute to start and titrate up or down depending on the patient's response. If you think that fluid overload is contributing to the patient's symptoms, diurese them. There are some important conversions here. First, orally, 40 mg of furosemide is equal to 1 mg of bumetanide and 20 mg of torsamide. A Lasix-naive patient can be given 20 to 40 IV of Lasix. There is no dosing here that has been proven to be significantly superior in improving overall symptoms, though 1 to 2.5 times the home dose is typically given. Now let's move on to take-home points. Don't forget to assess for and treat precipitants of acute decompensated heart failure, including potentially dangerous causes such as myocardial infarction, dysrhythmias, PE, and infection. Point-of-care ultrasound is an invaluable tool both for the diagnosis and management of heart failure. BNP and pro-BNP may be useful to exclude acute decompensated heart failure in the ED in patients with undifferentiated dyspnea. However, at this time, there is insufficient evidence to support its use in guiding management. Finally, important components of treatment are diuretics if you think that fluid overload is contributing to the patient's symptoms, and if they are acutely dyspneic, consider nitrates and non-invasive positive pressure ventilation. That's all for this episode. Continue to follow us on Twitter and visit us on our site, coreyem.net. We have a lot in store for you guys this year, including additional videos, dissection of the most recent and classic literature, and core content review. Until the next one, this is Brian Gabardi, signing off.